excited today to be speaking with Jasmine Mosafari, uh, the writer-director of Motherland. I'm so excited to chat with you, Jasmine. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you. The film is wonderful. Thank you. It's wonderful and powerful and strong, and it's amazing what you can accomplish in 24 minutes, how much story can be told. Um, where did the story come from? What inspired you to tell it? Uh, the story is my parents' story, actually. Um, my dad is an Iranian immigrant. He came from Iran to the U.S. in 1979, just as the revolution was sort of happening, and he was in Massachusetts when the uh, uh, the hostage crisis began. The real story is he hadn't actually met my mom during that time because she's Canadian, but he left uh, the States to come to Canada partly because of this crisis and the threat of being deported and he did speak with his mom on the phone and she was worried about him as most people were about their um, children who had come to study from Iran uh, in the States so um, it's partly because based on that it's also based on the fact that my grandparents who were German immigrants um, on my mom's side in Alberta did not speak to her for two years when they found out she was marrying my dad so they got married without any of their parents there um, in Saskatoon, actually. So it's really drawn from that. But, you know, my dad's real name is Bobak. I kept that name. And um, I didn't have to go, you know, so far in terms of, you know, a lot of it was from real life. And then, of course, all my research into what happened to these young people on the ground in the States during this uh, crisis, which was astonishing to me to... To find out. That's amazing. So it's it's both rooted in in everyone's stories and your personal family yes, story. Yes, exactly. Um, what was that like bringing like bringing your parents' story to life? Like, what were their thoughts as they they saw it coming together? It's interesting because my dad passed away ten years ago, so I mm. couldn't ask him. And he was a very you know, as a lot of Iranian immigrants from his generation are, they were kind of tight lipped about their experiences. Um, I guess partly because it might have been traumatic, all these things that they went through. Um, But my mom um, was able to fill me in on a lot of stuff. And then, of course, my dad's brothers, who are both here. I had long talks with them, interviews with them. Um, My grandmother, who is his mom, she was a wealth of knowledge. So I got a lot of, like, firsthand accounts from all of them, from other Iranians who are not related to me. And then... um, my mom's just excited to be in a film. Like she's sort of, she's like kind of like, oh my God, I'm in a, my story's in a film type of thing. I think my dad would have been a little bit more like, um, I don't know if he would have loved it if I was making a film about him. But uh, I think ultimately, I think it's an important story to tell. And there's a lot of parallels between what my dad went through and like a lot of us like millennial Iranians who had to like go through the post 9-11 period. So I'm very interested in all of that. Um, and it's like to me a departure away from like what I did with like my feature firecrackers I kind of wanted to like turn change my style change the way I wrote change the way I what I looked at so um, it was coming from all of that you know that's incredible yeah. that's incredible yeah it's it, it's one of those films that although it takes place in I think it's the 70s is it 70? 79 79 uh, it still feels current mm-hmm. in in so many ways yeah um, I was wondering for you, um, one of the things I caught within the film is this idea of this this tension between homes. I was wondering if you could 
explore or tell me a little bit about your feelings on that because you've got you've got Babak who or your father who wants to wants to go home but is trying to make a new home at the same time yeah. and there's an unwelcome atmosphere as well around in in the US at that time so I'm yeah. wondering about that tension yeah I think this is a tension that a lot of immigrants feel even to this yeah. day you have to leave a homeland that you probably really loved um, because of different circumstances and you're going to a place that you know, when you're there, you're like, okay, I'm going to try and make this my home. I think for my father, he grew up in a time in Iran before the revolution where American influence was huge and, and European influence was huge. So he would have been able to watch all these American movies and like see America as a land of like, ooh, that's so cool. And yeah. I think that attracted him to the U.S. Um, and I think in the film, like, Bobak is very excited to be in America. You know, he references Al Pacino and And um, Bruce Lee Bruce Lee Bruce Lee was like a huge hero to my dad and also Betosh who played um, Bobak because it was an an immigrant from Asia who like made it Mm. Um, so I think there's that that excitement at the beginning of like wow I'm like I'm here I'm like we're in America now which you see in a lot of these movies like even uh, Italian movies like The Godfather and stuff like that but then when things are falling apart he becomes almost like a child again, calling his mommy, like, I want to go home. But his home is not the same as when he left it. It's mm-hmm. now there's a regime rising to power, and, it's, and the Iran-Iraq war is about to start. He doesn't know that yet, but it's, it's, it's not the same. So he's kind of, this tension between two homes, as you say, is like feeling adrift, not yeah. being able to be in any one place, and um, also trying to find a home in a relationship, and that's always risky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which I think my father did. You know, I think there, I always question like how much of it was love and how much of it was necessity mm-hmm. in their marriage. And, and that comes up in the film. It's interesting. Like there's, there's that element of suspicion just from, you know, it's, you know, um, well, I, I want to marry your daughter. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not, she's not going to be your green card yeah. project. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. Well, this is what you already automatically think. This is what this is. And, and it was interesting because I caught those pop culture references and they're said so positively. It's like, ah, yeah, I look like Al Pacino now. Mm-hmm. I got my mustache. Mm-hmm. And it's, it seems like this is where I, I want to be, but I also, I need to be here as the same. It was really interesting to see those two things. Yeah. And I mean, um, actually it was interesting because one of the comments that really hit home for me, one of the lines, was the idea of being sold a lie. Mm-hmm. And... And that's not even coming from Babak. That's yeah. coming from... Uh, Werner, the Wer- dad. The yeah. dad. I was wondering what, what that means to you, this idea mm-hmm. of being sold a lie. Yeah. I think that scene for me is interesting because... So that's based off my grandfather, who was a German Im- uh, immigrant oh, to wow. Alberta. Okay. And uh, he... When he came over... Or actually, he was, he was actually born in Alberta, but his mom came from Berlin. And when they came to Alberta, they'd been sold this lie that... Um, the, the, you'll you'll make so much money mm. with the, all these fields of wheat, and then they came and it was snow. The ground was rock solid; they couldn't grow anything, which I wrote into the film. And um, I think for Werner in that scene, it's about being like they sort of find out really quickly they have some commonalities as immigrants. But I think for Werner, he's like it feel it makes him uncomfortable to start to like realize that they're actually kind of similar, mm. and he. He, he becomes, he kind of tries to distance himself 
and by saying like you know like we developed this land like we're you know like but I think his mom touched on something right which he references he's like uh, and I I think it's always haunted him this idea that um, there's some there's some misinformation about coming to America that it's not there's not an American dream that everybody thinks about and I think his mom maybe knew that and Bob Axe also going through realizing that at the same time so I think even when he says that line he's like I've been sold a lie I think there's a lot it's heavy it weighs heavy on him and then he doesn't want to sort of go further in that conversation then he puts up a wall and says you know oh I thought you were going home you know he just like does like a 180 um but I, I've often thought about the Canadian dream or the American dream being a bit of a lie for immigrants, mm. especially when I think about all of the immigrants who have come here, like a lot of my family, and had to start all over again, even though they have PhDs, even though they have, you know, like doctorates, and, you know, their credentials aren't taken seriously, and they have to, their marriages fall apart because of this, their family falls apart because of this, and to me, there's a bit of a, a lie being sold. So I think I wanted to just reference that, um, but have it come from like the German white immigrant because even for them uh, it wasn't so long ago that it was like really really hard to be yeah. an immigrant yeah for I, them and I think that's why the ti- the timing of this film is so is so interesting because yeah I mean this is 1979 and to be a German immigrant in say 1955 yeah would would not be easy either yeah to put it mildly to yeah mildly <laughs> yeah um, and this idea of oh, and the, the, the idea of changing names yeah. comes up in here, and even the fact that he introduces himself as Bob kind of broke my heart mm-hmm. as I'm watching the film. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's that doesn't sound like an Iranian name. Don't don't tell me that's your name. And it's almost this idea of having to hide who you are. Yeah, constantly. Constantly is yeah. is terrifying in this particular film. Well, my dad did have to do that. Yeah. His name was Bobak, and we lived in um, Barrie, which is like 45 minutes north of Toronto. But man, what a difference from Toronto. Yeah. Like, and he was always like, I'm Bob. He just stopped introducing himself as, as Bobak. Because um, nobody could say it, and nobody wanted to learn. And I think in the film, it's like you see back to back, you see him trying it out with the mom to Ruth, saying, my name's Bobak. And she said, I'm not going to remember that. And then so when he meets the father, only like maybe like 45 minutes later, he just decides, you know what, I'm not, I'm not yeah. even going. It's like these, these decisions, these, you know, West Asian, Middle Eastern people and many immigrants have to make on the on day to day of just like this negotiation between who, what is the identity I'm leaving behind and who am I becoming? And then what is that? And do I like that? Is it me anymore? Um, I think he's, Bob acts in just discovering that for the first time, it hits him like a truck. Yeah of being like, oh, I'm losing myself. I'm losing my sense of identity. Um, and that also with shaving the beard, it is also, to me, touching on the fact that Middle Eastern men's facial hair is politicized. Mm. It's not just like, you can't just have a beard. A, you know, my friends shave their beards before they go to the airport because they'll be pulled aside by TSA to this right. day. Yeah. So to me, I've just never seen that in a film before, touched on, even though it's so prevalent. I wanted to show, like... Shaving of the beard is is a practice many Middle Eastern men do to this day, as a way of um, not being flagged. Wow, that's you know it, I I didn't realize that deep of a connection with it, but I picked up on that moment. I thought, oh, this is interesting. 
I just, uh, I'll be honest, it's my own ignorance. I just thought, oh, he's cleaning up to meet the parents. It's, it's probably but, partly that, yeah. but it's also like, in, earlier in the film, his friend, uh, Bachman, says, you look, look, with that beard, you look like one of the guys on TV burning the American flag. That's right, yes. Um, and in, in uh, Iran, even to this day, um, with like the Muslim leaders, like having a beard is a religious like symbol. So yeah. it, it's, there's many layers to the beard. Yeah. <laughs> but even just like, like I'm saying, like even like millennial dudes who are Iranian now, like they're like, I'm going to the airport, it's going off mm. because sometimes you know, I'm not able to board a flight. Wow. Yeah. So. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Jasmine's film is wonderful. It really is. Uh, I'm just wondering what you hope people take away from Motherland. I hope that people who are maybe not familiar with what happened um, during the hostage crisis uh, for Iranians on the ground during this time start to maybe think about how the perception of Middle Eastern people has been warped since then in the media. Um, I kind of hope that they start to think about that and just also start to think about Iranians as a people because I think there's the only other reference people have is like Argo, which is made by Americans. Yeah. And... um, I'd love to kind of under dis- dismantle those representations. So I hope that there, I hope pe- people can take away, oh, there's some more research I need to do, or like maybe I need to s- sort of pay attention to West Asian stories or Middle Eastern stories in a new way now. I hope. I also just hope it inspires other like Iranian filmmakers who are part of the diaspora to make their own stories because mm. I'm I'm only one perspective, and I hope right. that it inspires other people to make their own films. I really appreciate that. Honestly, the film is great. I wish you the best of the festival, and thanks so much for the time. Thank you so much.